0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 105th episode of the You Thought Sports Podcast. My name's Lucas. I'm alongside all the normal co-hosts this week, Wyatt, Aiden, Jared, and Bart. And a special announcement for this week. It has now been officially two years since we've started the podcast. Our first episode came out on November 24th, 2019. We've come a long way since I recorded Jared's audio through my computer (laughs) while sitting in the on the ground in the corner of a spare room in my old house in Minnesota. We are an elite podcast now, and we thank you for being here on the journey. Um, And we'll jump right in uh, to some college football news. Uh, The committee, not too bad this week. The the latest (laughs) rankings came out. Um, They go number one, uh, Georgia, number two, Ohio State, number three, Alabama, number four, Cincinnati, who is the first group of five team to ever be in the top four. And then at five, we have Michigan, six Notre Dame, and seven Oklahoma State. The general consensus is those are probably the teams that can still make the playoff at that point at this point. So, any thoughts? Not
1: really. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, they did a good thing. Uh, Jared wanted me to bring this up. Uh, Maybe Dabo Sweeney's right. Clemson's getting disrespected. They weren't ranked in the AP poll this week. They were only 23rd in the uh, uh, college football playoff poll. Jared? would you like to elaborate
2: no i think 23rd in the playoff poll is right but i was kind of surprised that they didn't get ranked in the ap and i do think that everybody's like nobody's nobody's been able to hang with georgia this year except for clemson let's not forget it was was the first Mm -hmm. week of the season but they are the only Mm -hmm. team that's really been able to hang with them so yeah sure i think 23 is very fair
1: well that's also i think georgia's like best win of the season then right
2: yeah, I, probably. They. I, I don't know who they. They be like Kentucky. They beat, they beat they Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah,
1: but you yeah. know. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe Kentucky Georgia's overrated. Schedule. Who knows? In yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, some soccer news, that's maybe only on here for me. The Washington Spirit won the NWSL championship this past weekend, and Manchester United fired their manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, in women's college basketball, we had a number one versus number two matchup this past week. Uh, with South Carolina beating UConn. Um, In more basketball news, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Colin Sexton is out for the season after he had surgery to repair a torn meniscus. And in the brawl of the week, uh, the Lakers' LeBron James was suspended for one game, and the Detroit Pistons' Isaiah Stewart was suspended for two games for their involvement in a whole big fight when the, Pistons it wasn't the, the Lakers fight. on Sunday. It well. was like it was like the
3: NBA level fight. It was one of the goofiest things I've ever seen in, in the NBA. And it was just like, if, if he wanted to punch him, if Isaiah Stewart wanted to punch him, he could have punched him when they were face-to-face. Not when he was on the other side of the court and LeBron James was surrounded by everybody and he wanted to do that dramatic charge and like... <laughs> I was just like it to me it's just goofy the whole thing did come anybody on. see
4: uh i think was it gilbert arenas had an instagram post about yes this? i saw that and, like the, the caption was like an essay and he was like come on man you gotta know Like you have to play it up to the crowd you gotta you know like go at him when it's clear that you're not actually gonna be able to reach him but get people excited uh-huh. don't actually charge him <laughs> like this that's how you get it he was like giving me giving him all these tips i was like wow Oh, yeah, at one point he said it was worse than when Gilbert brought a gun into the locker room, which was definitely... Like, that's <laughs> oh, I- okay.
0: <laughs> you see, um, I think Stephen A. Smith said that this shows that the players don't respect LeBron. Um, and he's like, nobody would have ever fought MJ. And then like people were just quote-tweeting up the picture of Reggie Miller like punching Michael Jordan in the face like <laughs> over and over again beneath it, which I thought was funny. Um, in more NBA news, the Sacramento Kings fired Luke Walton after a 6-11 start. The Sacramento Kings, if they don't make the playoffs this year, will, uh, I think, equal the longest playoff drought of any team in NBA history uh, with the Clippers at 16 seasons, so not great for the Kings. Um, And in some football news, the USFL is back um, after a many-year absence. Uh, We're getting all these restart leagues, the XFL, the USFL. Uh, There will be eight teams playing in the USFL. Um, With a four-team playoff after, the teams will be the Michigan Panthers, the New Jersey Generals, the Philadelphia Stars, the Pittsburgh Maulers, the Birmingham Stallions, the Houston Gamblers, the New Orleans Breakers, and the Tampa Bay Bandits. Mm. Um, they will not play in their respective cities during the league's first season. Uh, they're all going to play on a neutral site yet to be decided, um, and then hopefully in the second oh, year move into stadiums in their respective cities.
2: This feels so. like getting together like a fantasy football league at the last minute. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, um, and in more notable football news, maybe uh, Jason Garrett was fired as the Giants' offensive coordinator uh, on Tuesday. So, not great,
3: but I think it's pretty.
0: Yeah, well, it's good for the Giants, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) They'll improve. But speaking of the NFL, we're going to get into our main topics for today. We have a pretty NFL-heavy show with a little bit of college football at the end. And every couple weeks, uh, we've been doing our NFL power rankings, and we're going to break that back out. So it was another wild week in the NFL with crazy upsets like the lowly Texans beating the Titans and the Vikings beating the Packers. Um, And it again left us wondering who the good teams actually are this year. So, Aiden, we're going to kick it off with you. Who's the best team in the NFL at the moment?
1: I'm going with the easy, somewhat boring pick of the Cardinals to start with. Uh, by the by, default, the the only two loss team in the league. I'm ranking as first. Uh, I think the Cardinals still look scary and good. I mean, they've had Colt McCoy starting the past three games, and he's <laughs> two and one. He's Colt is looking pretty good, um, and they they really own the Seahawks on Sunday. Uh, so the Cardinals are still cruising once Kyler gets back, which seems like it's you know potentially this week, right? Um, I think, you know, I think we can excuse their their tough loss against the 34-10 to 10 loss against the Panthers and, and stuff like that uh, when they don't really have their full squad. So once he's back, I think they'll be fine. And I think, yeah, they're currently number one for me.
0: All right. Well, I have the number two pick. I'm going to go with maybe a little bit of surprise, maybe a little bit of a reach. But I'm going to go with the New England Patriots. <laughs>
2: What? Whoa. <laughs>
0: I think they've shown they're a team on the rise and legitimately need to be considered a yeah. Super Bowl contender especially after their 25 nothing dismantling of the Falcons this past weekend I was big on the Patriots last week when we talked about them for Thursday Night Football and everything I said there still runs true really great, solid running attack Mac Jones has been excellent at quarterback the offense again is what you come to expect during arena <clears> dominance, <throat> nothing flashy but very competent, doing all the things you need to do to win the defense they take away what you do best they're doing really well um so overall i'm really high on the patriots they've been on a big win streak recently and i think they're probably the favorites in the afc's now and maybe one of the favorites in the afc to make the super bowl so yeah i don't hate i don't
4: hate that actually i don't either people on twitter were maybe not joking they were like we are clearly on a crash course for tom brady Patriots, yeah. football, which would be hilarious. It <laughs> <That'd> be crazy.
0: <laughs> um,
4: all right, Bart, if you got a number three? Yep, and this breaks my heart, but I think I have to go with the Packers here. Um, I know you mentioned they lost to the Vikings earlier, but to be honest with you, the Packers are pretty devastated injury-wise, and they still should have won this game. There were two separate times where Kirk Cousins threw an interception or should have thrown an interception. One was called back on a penalty, and one was just sort of dropped by the corner. I think the Vikings probably still should have lost. And, like, when, when, uh, when the Packers get rested up come the playoff time, I think they're still easily like one of the most talented teams and they're going to be competing in the playoffs. So I'm not too worried about this loss. I think they're, they're here at, at number three for me and i got to take them. I
0: think
4: that's fair. Uh, White, who you got it for?
3: Most of my disgust with your pick at two, Lucas, is because <laughs> I wanted to pick them. I, I was going to pick the Patriots <laughs> pretty fair. high, but... Um, the obvious choice right here is a team I've been banging the table for for the last two oh, or three what? weeks. No. The Colts, no, 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 no. Oh, my God. the Indianapolis Colts, is at number four.
4: Is <laughs> Dude, <am> I <laughs>
3: two times in the last three weeks, they've put up plus forty points. Go ahead and name me any other team has done that. Aren't
4: they Crickets. six
0: and five? There's no On the, way. Uh, Jonathan Taylor <laughs> is, is yeah.
3: Jonathan Taylor. As of right now, is the best Russian in the NFL. And, I mean, they just look, they're stout, they're blue-collar, they're tough, and they're number four.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can't argue with the blue-collar thing. They they have blue jerseys. It's, you know, <laughs> easy to make a compelling case there, I guess. But, Jared, how are you going to follow up that pick? Are you picking a five?
2: Wow, that was that <clears> pretty <throat> tough. I'm going to go... <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go with the Titans here, actually. Wow! Um, yeah, I know they just lost and laid an egg to the Texans, wow. but you can't really see it. You can't really say that any team hasn't laid an egg, other than the Cardinals. I would say really, where they like just didn't show up for a game. Like the Cardinals, it was just they had injuries in that Forty uh, ers game, like major injuries. Uh, I think the Titans pick. are basically doing what the Ravens are doing, but on a better level in terms of like dealing with a lot of injuries that they're having, and. Yeah, everybody's had an uncharacteristic loss so far, so I'm gonna put the Titans there at five.
3: Yeah, but they've had two, two uncharacteristic losses. Okay, but the Jets are pretty good. The Jets
1: will will show that you know they're not gonna count. If we if we did a full if we did a
3: full power rankings from one to thirty two, Houston and Jets would take thirty two and thirty one. Yeah, <laughs> the lions are out there.
0: That. That's uh... yeah. The lions are right there too. Wow. The, the Titans, though, They're maybe right. have will maybe have four wins over teams ranked in our top ten. Yeah, yeah. So
2: I care I about know. quality wins. I don't care about a lot. set aside okay. watching the game. I'm just I don't look, care about the losses. Uh, I'm
0: Thank
3: I'm not going to give anybody but... ideas. I'm shocked that there's still a team on the board. But go ahead.
0: Wow, with the second best record in the NFL.
3: Oh yeah, I oh. test. That's the eye test, guys. That's fair. Okay.
0: <laughs> all right, Aiden, you have the sixth pick. Who are you picking?
1: I'm um, going with momentum. I'm going the Chiefs. We, you know, we're railing on them for weeks. And over the past four weeks, they've, yeah, they've won four straight. Um, and most importantly, over the last three games, they've, they've given up seven points, 14 points, and nine points. So their defense, which was, I think, the biggest concern, we all figured that Patrick Mahomes would kind of turn it around. Um, their defense has looked good. Um, Mahomes has looked better, too. I think they're probably the scariest team in the NFL at the moment. I think people are worried about their resurgence. Um, so I have them at six.
0: Yeah, I mean, I really like that pick. I was considering picking them at two, and I would have taken them <laughs> now if you hadn't. Um, I wanted but... the
1: Pats and the Chiefs. Lucas, that was, those were the two that I wanted at six. Yes. You robbed one for me, but... <laughs> that's fair, that's fair.
0: Uh, well, I have the seventh pick, and I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they've dealt Super well with injuries all year. Um, they show they could win this week even without their MVP quarterback, um, Lamar Jackson. With a, they, they squeaked <laughs> out a win over the Bears. Um, but with Tyler Huntley as quarterback, I think it shows how good the team is around him that they could still win a game without Lamar Jackson. When Lamar comes back, he's playing an MVP level. Um, and I think they're definitely contenders in the AFC. And playing pretty well this year. So I'll take the Ravens at 7. Bart, you got at 8.
4: Uh, so there are actually a few teams that I'm surprised are still on the board. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bucks. I think. Um, they bounced back with their win over the Giants. I mean, like, the, the offense was shredding again. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I just don't think, like, uh, I don't I don't know how to feel about the loss to the, like, I don't know how to feel about the Saints and the loss to the Saints with, with Seaman at quarterback. Um, and likewise, the, like, the Redskins game last week was... Odd, I guess, is the best way to put it. But I, I don't know. Like the Bucks are still leading the league in points per game. Their defense is still solid. I kind of, it's kind of like what I say with the Bucks in the and in, in the NBA, where I uh, feel like they deserve the benefit of the doubt until proven otherwise. And I think once again, when we get to the the playoff season, the Bucks are going to be fine. So I'm going with the <clears throat> Tampa Bay Bucks. I like it. What? Right, how about nine?
3: I think we're at the point in the list where we start naming out a lot of the teams that we just assume are going to be the best teams in the NFL. Teams that have have found their ways into our power rankings before. At nine, I'm going to slot the Rams in right there. I yeah. think that I just it's hard to to deny the star power that they have, and I know that they've left on in. They went to the bye week with a pretty bad loss to the Ram, the 49ers, but the 49ers have had their number every single time they've played for the last like five times they've played. Mm -hmm. So I'm not exactly, of course they're not a top five, but nine, you know, I'm going to bank on the talent for number nine.
0: I like that pick. I have them like seven on my big board. So. Okay.
2: To round out our top 10 here, I was going to pick them at number one. If they won this week, I'm going to pick them at number 10, I guess now I think it's pretty low, but the Dallas Cowboys, I don't want to overreact too much to the Kansas city chiefs loss. And we have a question about them later, so I won't go too much into it. But I think that you can't really make an argument that the Cowboys aren't a top 10 team when you just look at record, what they've done in terms of their wins, um, and who they've lost to. So I'm putting the Cowboys there, rounding out the top 10.
0: All right. Well, to round it off then, run through our power rankings quick. We got one Cardinals, two Patriots, three Packers, four Colts somehow, five Titans, (laughs) six Chiefs, seven Ravens eight Buccaneers, nine Rams, and 10 Cowboys. And with that, we're gonna transition into another NFL segment. It's been a fixture on this show all season to predict the Thursday night football games. This week is a Thanksgiving. There's not one, not two, but three games on Thursday. So before we predict the scores for each of the games, we're gonna do a big old cache of trash involving only questions about the teams playing on Thanksgiving. Uh, There are three (laughs) games on Thanksgiving. Uh, There is the Bears versus the Lions, then the Raiders versus the Cowboys, and we're going to wrap up the night with the Bills versus the Saints. So, to get it started, um, the Bills have struggled recently. So, Aiden, cash or trash? Last year was the Bills' peak with their current core.
1: I'm going to trash it. It's tempting. Um, Josh has not been as sharp this year, and I was never fully a believer, I guess, in Josh Allen, but I do think the Bills' offense is still good. Um, last year they were third in the nfl with 29.9 points a game they're currently scoring 29.5 points a game which is second in the nfl um, despite josh being much more turnover prone um, and also despite the hilarious fact that they scored six points against the jaguars Um, but given that josh allen and and uh, Diggs are still like super young um, have a bunch more years with the bills i think i think they'll be fine i think they have bright years ahead and my bet is that the peak isn't there yet Wyatt, what do you think?
3: That six point Jaguars game is still ingrained in my <laughs> mind. But the fact that their average points per game has not dropped that dramatically last year, I think is a perfect way to highlight the roller coaster that this offense has been, you know, the uh throughout the entire year. We're only one year or two years in now to the Bills core, so it'd be really dramatic for me to say that last year was the best that it's going to get. And like I said, it's gonna be a roller coaster, but you know, between the highs and lows, they're going to find their way in the middle, which is still a top-five offense.
0: Okay. Fair. All right. We're going to move to the Cowboys for the next one. Um, they lost to the Chiefs this past weekend, 19-9. to And we're cashing or trashing the take that the Cowboys lost to the Chiefs this weekend shows they're not a legitimate Super Bowl threat. And I'm going to start us off, and I'm probably going to pick an answer that's going to antagonize Jared. Uh, but I'm going to slightly cash this oh, take. Oh, wow. I think the Cowboys have shown some worrying form as of late. Uh, forget them beating up on the Falcons last weekend; it's a worthless style point game. Falcons aren't that good, but their offense has sputtered um, against only halfway competent defenses they've played against. The Chiefs—they only had nine against, and the other Chiefs defenses looked better the past few weeks. So it's no by no means an elite defense when you look at the stats overall. They put up only 16 against the Broncos three weeks ago. They had a hot early season start, but I think they're fading. Dak has shown that he—I don't know if he can keep up his early season form. He had two picks this past weekend, no touchdowns. He's mistake prone. And I don't think Trayvon Diggs can keep up his early season interception streak earlier to propel <laughs> that uh, Dan Quinn offense. Uh, so I just don't think they're going to show the consistency needed for them to make a deep playoff from this year. And when they played a really good team of the Chiefs, they sputtered. So I don't know. I don't. I think that what this showed this past weekend that the Cowboys probably aren't a true Super Bowl. Uh, competitor. Jared, what do you think?
2: I am trashing the heck out of this
3: pick. <laughs> surprise, surprise. We have seen
2: this season, like I said, that a different team can show up every week and teams are actively avoiding the first round bye for some reason. Even the Cardinals briefly tried to lose to Seattle for a little bit, but Seahawks. the Seahawks offense is luckily terrible for them. So Amari Cooper was out for this game, obviously, which is a huge <clears throat> offensive weapon. I know it's not a quarterback, but it is a huge offensive weapon. A lot of their offense runs through there. And their defense played a super, actually a really good game overall. Uh, The Chiefs' 16 points came in, like, the first 16 minutes of the game. That happens sometimes where it all just piles on, and then from there on, three points for the rest of the game. Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs both played really well. And the Cowboys' offense is still number one in yards per game and third in points per game. Uh, I know you can say, like, a similar thing about the Bills, but it seems that their Cowboys' problems really is if they get down early, they give up on running, which I think happened in this game. I didn't get to see the game live. I did get to see the highlights because they only play Seattle games here for some reason. Well, I know why, but they threw 43 <laughs> times in this game. <laughs> I know why, but it's annoying. I, I wanted to just play the big game of the week. They threw 43 times and only ran 16, when, when they didn't really have to do that. Like The game wasn't out of hand at any point, so... I think they need to dial that in a little bit, not be super Dak reliant, especially when Amari Cooper's out, and I think they'll be fine. They've shown Super Bowl credentials, as I read in one article in a lot of other games before, so I'm trashing that take. Okay.
0: All right, we'll move on to our next cash for trash, which is uh, about the Lions. Mm-hmm. So, Wyatt. Catch for Trash, that Dan Campbell is already on the hot seat in Detroit after an 0-8-1 start.
3: No way is he on the hot seat. I'm trashing that. He adopted a really, really, really bad Detroit team right before he got there. And it's not like they won nine games last year. And, in fact, they haven't won nine games within the last two years if they put their last two records combined. Uh, they're, They're really bad. And they've purged their talent all the way through. You can just tell by watching the team that this team is playing with way more energy. And they're a couple field goals away from having at least three wins. Um, Dan Campbell is really smart. Obviously, Sean Payton uh, put him as the assistant head coach. And with a new quarterback sometime soon, probably next year, and a dynamic wide receiver, I, I imagine some things will get turned around for them. Panay still needs to start catching some touchdowns, though. Yeah. What do you think, exactly. Mike?
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm with Wyatt, although I'm not, I'm not quite as emphatic. I think it's closer than that. Um, there are definitely moments where you where you think that Dan Campbell is just like not what you would think an NFL head coach is. Like he makes some silly decisions. <laughs> there was one instance in the in the Browns game where they were down six in the fourth quarter. It was a fourth and one on their own twenty five, and they just kicked a field goal instead of going for it, which is like the like epitome of like an unintelligent football move. <laughs> um, and then like people online are saying that I read that he just generally is like a lot of the offensive woes seem like they fall on the play calling, which he's responsible for. Um, but yeah, I mean, like what I was saying, though, a lot of the other things like this roster is just terrible. Uh, like, I, could you even name three people that play for this team? Like I can name DeAndre <laughs> Swift, Jared Goff, and, and that's it. Basically. Okay, Panacea, make it four. But my point is that the <laughs> roster is trash. DJ, They're playing, like, undrafted free agents and, like, roster cuts from other roster. teams. Thank you. I, knew, I knew, They're your team, though, so you're an exception. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Detroit stand now.
4: And then, like, why well, I was saying, yeah, like, they could have, they, they should have beaten the, the Ravens, if not for the Justin Tucker record. They could have beaten the Vikes, the Steelers, yeah. and now the Browns as well. So the record is definitely misleading. And then, like, even look at Hugh Jackson, who won one game in his first season and wasn't fired. <laughs> it's crazy (laughs) so yeah I think Dan Campbell definitely could use some work as a head coach but they're gonna give him at least they deserve to give him another year
3: I imagine that Anthony Lynn will not be the offensive coordinator next year they'll find somebody else to put it in and then you know maybe some things will get turned also Jared Goff will not be that quarterback next year no there will the be some dramatic bowling, changes. I, mean, yeah. I think that they think that they're going to be Spencer some Rattler. Yeah, but this, <laughs> is a,
4: this is considered a very weak quarterback class, if I'm not mistaken. No, they'll get the yeah, D.N. So. from Oregon. Kenny
0: Pickett, Matt Corral, like I don't know. there we go. Mm-hmm. Like who Jack Cohen. Jack Cohen. Well, speaking of Notre Dame quarterbacks, uh, the, the New Orleans Saints have struggled since Jameis Winston went down uh, behind Trevor Simeon. Uh, Ian Book, this past weekend, former Notre Dame quarterback, was not activated um, as a backup quarterback in the game. So, despite this, Aiden, do we think Ian Book would be an upgraded quarterback over Trevor Simeon?
1: Nah, I'm trashing it. I I can't. Trevor's (laughs) actually been okay. Um, You know, he's a game manager. Eight TDs, two interceptions, a very pedestrian 57% completion rate. His QBR places him only really above, like, the rookie quarterbacks and the honorary (laughs) rookies like Jared Goff and Sammy (laughs) Um, but for a guy who like last had more than 10 pass attempts in like 2017, it's, I feel like going better than I would have expected. Uh, he's lost all three games he started, right? But he did have that nice game against the Bucks when he came in for, um, after James got injured and finished off a win there. Um, and I think a lot of the Saints' issues in the past couple games have been more defensive. The, the four games he's played in, um, the Saints' offense has scored 36, 25, 21, and 29 points, which is pretty good. Um, and their defense has been giving up points. I mean, we saw them give up 40 to the Eagles. Um, no offense, Lucas, on, on Sunday, which isn't ideal. Those uh, so...
0: are the best rushing offense in the NFL the past four weeks. Don't forget Ooh. it.
1: Okay, okay. Maybe I'm premature in my, my Eagles dissing. Um, but anyway, I do think that like if Ian is still, I think this week they said that he's still a healthy scratch, right, um, for the Saints. They clearly don't have faith in him. And not that I have the most faith in Sean Payton's like quarterback picking abilities, given that Taysom Hill just got another contract. Like I, I don't know when we're expecting to see production from that guy. Um, but I'm gonna trust him here that like they don't think Ian's ready.
0: Okay. I might slightly cast it just because I like Ian Book. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean I think at the very least I'm going to make the argument in reality that he's a slight upgrade over Taysom Hill as the backup. Like I don't know why they like Taysom Hill has like like on and off foot injuries. He is he can do it all, but he can't like I don't think be a consistent like actual quarterback um, in the NFL. So I think that um, it's a mistake not to activate. Ian Book at this point, because in the case that Simeon goes down, I think Ian Book could maybe better take up that mantle of quarterback than Taysom Hill could for the long term. But mm-hmm. is he an upgrade over Simeon? I don't know. Maybe. Simeon's been all right, like Aiden said. Um, I'm not super convinced that Ian Book would be better, but I think he's at least an upgrade over Taysom Hill at the backup if they want to choose to do that. So we'll see. um Last up, we're going to move to the Bears uh who are playing the Lions in the first game on Thursday. So Jared, uh a lot of blame has been put on Matt Nagy, the uh the Bears head coach for all the recent struggles. But do you think Justin Fields bears some of the blame for the Bears' recent struggles?
2: Absolutely, I'm cashing that for sure. And I i think it's smart to put most of the blame on the coach because you just drafted the guy that you want to be your franchise guy and the coaches you're always going to go with the draft pick, not the coach. Um, but Yes, it, like you said, at the start of the year, everybody was debating whether Matt Nagy's uh, system like fit Fields' talent. But Fields hasn't had a game with multiple passing or multiple rushing touchdowns where I think of someone like Jalen Hurts who can do one or the other, essentially. Like last, last week was a perfect example. No passing touchdowns, but he rushed for three. Where Justin Fields hasn't quite done that yet. And I think if you're not going to put up the volume, then you at least need to take care of the ball, which he also hasn't done. He's thrown an interception in 6 of the 10 games that he's played in and like two of them he didn't even start I don't think so and he didn't even finish this last game right so um I think it's been a pretty it's pretty shaky start but it's also the bears don't really have that much talent either so I'm I'm cashing it overall though bart what do you think
4: yeah I'm, I'm cashing it as well for basically all the same reasons you mentioned the bears really are not doing him any favors and i really hope that next year they can have a new coach and pick up some new talent and we'll see how good he actually can be but right now it also is definitely not entirely on like everybody else fields has not been like a superb quarterback just like in in a vacuum either like he he still misses like a lot of throws Despite being like the highest graded PFF quarterback in college in his last year, which is weird, but it's just like one of those things. Their offensive line is bad, but they're not atrocious, and he still is tied for the most sacks taken of any quarterback. And he hasn't even started every game as Jared mentioned. So he holds on to the ball too long, and he also has fumbled the ball 9 times. Like he they only lost through those fumbles, but he's fumbled or like lost possession of it nine times so he's not taking care of the ball either as jared also mentioned so yeah it's 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 weird it's weird especially because he looked so great in college but i think ultimately it does come down to the fact that the bears organization is not doing him a ton of favors he should he he's mercurial like you'd expect a rookie quarterback to be but i think he 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 will start playing better next year at least i hope so
0: well, I like your use of the word Mercurial. It might be the first time anybody's used that word on the podcast. So. I actually just invented
4: that word. <laughs> yeah, it's the
0: first time any human ears have heard that word, actually. So you're witnessing history. Um, and with that, we're going to move into our picks for the games on Thursday night. We'll start with the Bears-Lions game. Bart, who are you picking?
4: Uh, well, as I was just saying, the Bears are terrible, and that's why I'm going to pick them. <laughs> because the Lions, <laughs> the Lions are worse. Uh, let me just put it this way. We talk about quarterbacks in these predictions a lot, I feel like, or at least I do, and Tim Boyle is just a game-breaker in like a bad way. I have no <laughs> faith in him for the Lions. Andy Dalton's playing for the Bears, and I think he's going to be fine. I predict the Bears 21-16. to 16. I don't think it's going to be super high scoring, but Bears edge it out. All right, White, who do you got?
3: I'm at a bind here, because my, my heart goes in two different directions. I either root <laughs> for my boy Justin Fields and the Bears, or I pick the team that I've backed the entire year, which is the Lions. Which is exactly what I'm going to do. I'm picking the Lions. I'm separating myself from the Pack. Wow. Neither of these teams have scored a crazy amount of points, but I'm going to predict this. The curse ends on Thursday. Game-winning field goal. Lions <laughs> win 20-17. to
0: I love it the most common score in NFL history as I looked up in Oh, I went for a scoregami
3: last week. You know? Yeah, so you gotta get yeah, a yeah, completely bounce it back. <laughs> yeah. All right,
0: I like it. I remember, I think one of my worst takes ever when we can review it to the end of the season was that I said the Lions the Lions were most likely to go last to first of any team <laughs> in the NFL. Why isn't they going to be second team. That, yeah. Was yeah. Episode, though, so. yeah. that was, yeah. that was yeah. in a hot take episode, though, so. Yeah. That All right. me. hot take episodes are immune from all buckets <laughs> all right jared who do you got in this game
2: uh, i'm pretty behind <laughs> now on the standings, so i'm gonna go lions as well 1913 here it's gonna be like an ugly game i don't want to take either team to be honest on a short week it's gonna <laughs> be it's probably gonna be a terrible game <laughs> another time somebody call time <laughs> yeah it could be, um... <laughs> no, i couldn't
0: <laughs> What, I'm an- what happens in that case? I guess when it's all wrong. All Unless you
2: call a tie. But no, I'm going Lions 19-13. All
0: right. Aiden, what are you thinking?
1: I have an almost identical score, Jared. I have 18-13. Oh. Uh, so we'll <laughs> see who takes it. Uh, but 18. Lions also for me. <laughs> the Lions are going to win on all field goals. They're going to kick six field goals. The <laughs> They're going to make their field goals this time. Sh- Thanksgiving magic. Shocked. The you know the universe has been against the Lions all year. Um, I don't know. I, I think the gods going to give back on Thanksgiving.
2: <laughs> so. Wait, yeah. so you said Lions eighteen thirteen?
1: Lions yeah.
0: eighteen thirteen. Wow, that that's a blue collar result. Oh yeah, <laughs> six field goals. Blue collar teams. teams. They you are two blue blue very color. blue collar, bad blue collar teams. <laughs> oh Jared, are you admitting that Chicago is blue collar now? Oh, the Bears the truth are Chicago out. Chicago, I, is not,
1: Chicago Bears. <laughs> yeah. I agree with Jared. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right,
0: we'll see. All right, I thought I would be in the majority in this one, but clearly not. I'm going to pick the Bears thirteen to seven. Um, I think the Lions are just. <laughs> Too bad. Um, and the Bears have some talent and have won some games this year. So I like, think that gives them the edge. So Bears 13 7. I think no we're all on the same well. page
2: on the score. <laughs> it seems like it's, it's gonna be a pretty crappy offensive display. Yeah. The, the <laughs> highest
0: individual score any person picked was Bart picked the Bears to score twenty one. Yeah. So <laughs> Listen, Andy, Andy Dalton has some magic left in him. We'll see. All right. Uh Raiders Cowboys, Bart, who are you picking?
4: Yeah, I'm picking the Cowboys for sure. Uh, Thank when I was you. picking the when I was picking the Bucks in the power <laughs> rankings earlier, I was thinking about taking the Cowboys instead. So I'm still pretty high on them. Uh, and the Raiders, on the other hand, are trending in the wrong direction. Over the past three weeks, they lost all three games. They got blown out a couple times. They inexplicably lost to the Giants. How does that happen? Anyway, I'm, I'm sorry, why. <laughs> and then on top of all that, uh, the game's in Dallas. So I think Dak is going to bounce back. He looked pretty bad last week, but I think he's going to bounce back. So I'm saying 34-17, Cowboys. <clears throat>
3: Well, in, in the Giants' defense, the Saints also lost to the Giants, who we're going to talk about next. So maybe they are the team to beat this year. However, uh, I agree with everything you said, Bart. I think that the Raiders are just on a downward slope, and there have been too many emotional hits for this Raiders team. Derek Carr can't keep him afloat for this long. I'm going Cowboys 34, Raiders 24. Jared, I think you know who I'm picking. I'm
2: picking the Cowboys. I'm picking them to win big. I think it's going to be something similar to the Falcons game. I, the Raiders are definitely better than the Falcons, but I'm going to say Cowboys 45, Raiders 14.
4: Wow, that's that's I think that's like worst death? take
1: of the whole episode. Is that the most anybody <laughs> has
4: predicted any team to score in our predictions so far
1: this year? Uh, I think it might be. didn't Wyatt bet that someone, that the Colts would score like. 40-something oh. on the Jets. Which he I was
3: going no, to say 50. Oh, he
1: said 30. I, did oh, okay. yeah,
3: I did not.
2: The highest it looks a, like is 35. Or no, I said 41 on the Ravens week, and <clears throat> they ended up losing like – they put up like nine points that week. <laughs> so I'm doubling down.
0: All right, Aiden, what do you got?
1: Yeah, I go on the party line. Cowboys 34-20. Um, as, as we've said, the Raiders just haven't been – the same Uh, they've you know they've scored 43 points in the past three games combined which just isn't going to do it especially against the Cowboys high-flying offense
0: yeah no I totally agree Uh, I was I was (laughs) very tempted to not pick the Cowboys but I think I have to Uh, I think Dak will bounce back the Raiders have just been like in sort of like a tailspin of late recently I wouldn't pick 32 26 because I wanted to pick a scorigami no other reason it'll be relatively (laughs) high scoring um. So, last up with the Bills versus the Saints, Bart. Who are you
4: picking? Honestly, I'm. I'm. First of all, I'm sad about this one. Second of all, I'm torn about this one. I'm sad because, like, if you would looked at this like a month ago, it would have been a super exciting matchup. It seemed like now mm-hmm. both teams are super faltering, and it's like it might be like yeah, a super mad game overall. I think though, I still have to go with the Bills, even though they've had some weird, funky losses in the past few weeks. They're still reigning as one of the best offenses and best defenses. I know the Colts just destroyed them on the, in the, on the ground game, but like Kamara's not even in. I don't know if I have a ton of faith in what the Saints offense can do right now. Um, and it's, it's in the Superdome, which means that Josh Allen in the passing game might be able to look a little more, uh, I don't know, f- functioning. Um, and Josh Allen could maybe start making some throws again. So I'm going with the Bills 27-17.
3: I think that this might be the worst game of the week, of the day <laughs> on Thursday. I, I'm not super stoked about really any of these teams right now. Uh, the both teams are being held up by their defense, and I think it's going to be one of those games where it's like defensive punch after defensive punch, and then a couple scores here and there. So I'm going to go Bills 16, Saints 14. All
0: right.
3: Bart, do you say Bills 27, 17? Yep.
0: Okay. Cool. All right, Jared, What's your score?
2: Uh, yeah, I did want to pick the Saints But yeah, if Alvin Kamara is not going to play Or even if he's like not 100% I don't think there's really any way I can pick the Saints um, So I'll go Bills here at 21-10
0: Okay, Aiden
1: Yeah, I'm going Bills 34-18 <clears throat> I think, yeah, I've, I keep having faith in the Bills As, you know, coming to show that they're one of the best teams in the NFL It looks more and more like they won't be but I still think they're better than the Saints. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm going to follow the party line as well. I'm going to go Bills 34, Saints 24. I think the the Bills offense will kick into gear again this week. Um, and I just don't trust the Saints offense to be able to compensate for how bad the Saints defense has been. So, yeah. 34-24 Bills.
2: Cool. Aiden, yours was 34-18? Mm-hmm.
4: Okay, cool. Loving the 18 oh, like- today.
1: Yeah, a lot of 18s. (laughs) We like picking teams to score 34 points as well. Yeah, Yeah, I I feel like
4: three
0: people pick the Cowboys to score 34 points, and then two people pick the Bills to score 34
2: points. Yep, yep, you're right.
0: (laughs) Now that we've wrapped up our Thanksgiving picks for the NFL, we're going to transition to another type of football, college football. As we said earlier in the show... Um we released uh the playoff rankings tonight or the college football playoffs we did we didn't. <laughs> but they we're only 2 weeks out from selection Sunday. Um currently as we said before the top 7 which are probably the teams most likely to make the playoff are uh one Alabama or one Georgia two, Ohio State, three, Alabama. I'm just so used to having number <laughs> yeah. one, but it was the, the instinct. Uh, four, like Cincinnati. <laughs> <next or something. laughs> the group of five hero, number four, Cincinnati, then Michigan five, uh, Notre Dame six, and Oklahoma State seven. People are saying Oklahoma two might have an outside shot. They're number 10 mm-hmm. if they can beat Oklahoma State and win the uh, Big 12. But since we're so close to selection Sunday, we're going to go through, or we're going to each give our prediction for who we think the final four teams will be. And we'll start with Jared. Who are your final
2: four teams? Okay, at number one, we have the 13-0 Georgia Bulldogs. I think they definitely have proven to be the best team. Alabama's not as good. This might be Alabama's worst team in recent memory, to be honest. Uh, Jimbo Fisher already did the job of being the first Nick Saban assistant to beat him, so we know it's possible. And Georgia right now is... Really just like reaping the benefits of their absolutely stacked recruiting classes they've been having uh, since Kirby Smart took Mm -hmm. over. They're super talented. The last time they didn't have a top five recruiting class was the 2016 class, which was the year Kirby Smart took over. So he didn't even recruit those people. And they've had the number one class in two different years. Um, So his staff's doing a phenomenal job and they're reaping the benefits. And I think, yes, I think they deserve, uh, I think they deserve to win it all this year, frankly. And, will be the number one seed. Um, most people think they've already punched their ticket, regardless of what happens, basically. But um, at number two, we have the twelve in one Michigan Wolverines. Jim what? Harbaugh finally beats Ohio State. Stupid. This is this is Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> that is vulnerable. Purdue just put up thirty-one points on them. Michigan's playing at home in this game, and I think of all the years, this this is the year where. It's been crazy, and momentum doesn't really mean anything. More so in the NFL, but I think both in the NFL and college football. And then Michigan, if, if they do beat Ohio State, they'll easily handle wh- whoever comes out of the Big Ten West, in my opinion. <clears throat> at number three, we have 12-1 Oklahoma State. I do not have faith in either of the remaining one-loss Big 12 teams. But, and I kind of thought that Oklahoma State was shaky, but when you do look at it, they haven't been as shaky as Oklahoma has where Oklahoma's just been playing with fire all year and are in so many one-possession games where Oklahoma State's just really taking care of their business. I feel like every time I've rooted for Oklahoma State to do something crazy, they never do it. But uh, again, in a crazy year, I think this is the year it happens. So at number three, we got Oklahoma <laughs> State. Number four, we have 11-1 Notre Dame beating Stanford. What? They're in, obviously. Stupid. What? And at this point, Notre Dame... Maybe Lucas thinks it's stupid, but Notre Dame would be the de facto number four team because they'd be the only power five team left with just one loss. This means that I do think Cincinnati is going to lose one of its last two games. They've they've been playing with fire as well. They did look good against SMU, but I just feel like it's the same old story with the, the group of five teams. Like, oh, they have a shot, and then they like kind of blow it. You know what I mean? That's what I think is going to happen this year. Bama obviously same- has two losses, and then the ACC and Pac-12 are already out, so.
0: That's not the story with group of five teams. No, it is. The like story Western is they go Michigan. undefeated and they get left out. And then they lose their bowl game <laughs>
2: when they had a chance to prove it. That's not
0: true. UCF beat Auburn. Okay, that's the one time it's happened, though. Look at Houston every other time beat somebody. The would they time. beat like Penn
2: State or something when they were like 20th? No, oh, I don't know. Penn State still Penn State. S- <laughs> yeah. So my um, top four is Georgia, Michigan, Oklahoma, Notre Dame. I would love to see so, that playoff.
0: It's a bad list. Wait, oklahoma or oklahoma state
2: oh yeah oklahoma state sorry
0: okay
4: okay we'll uh we'll, we'll wait to hear yours lucas in that case. <laughs> 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 so savage all right bark so we are half aligned jared uh but only half i have been touting georgia as the number one and the team mm-hmm. that will win it all, all season long i stand by that alabama will lose again and they will not even make the playoff i am with you on that i don't really have much to add I do not agree that Michigan will beat Ohio State. Ohio State's complete smackdown of Michigan State gave me a lot more confidence in this. I think Ohio State's going to win out pretty comfortably, actually. I don't know. I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of talk about how Michigan should have beaten Michigan State in the first place, and that's why they've been rated, ranked higher, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I don't know that they're going to be able to compete super <clears throat> tightly. with. And we talked about Ohio State's outrageous offense like last week or a couple weeks ago and I think that that's going to be the deciding factor so I'm going with Ohio State at two I also disagree that Cincinnati will lose I don't think that's going to happen so I have Cincinnati at three Cincinnati and Georgia I think maybe there's another team but they're like the only two teams that I saw offhand that are top 10 both on offense and defense so Cincinnati is like really good on both sides of the ball I think they're just too cohesive to lose to one of the you know random like non-top dogs So I think they'll make it. I don't know that they're going to be super competitive in the playoff, but I think they'll make it. And then lastly, I'm with you again, Oklahoma State wins out as well. Oklahoma's not going to beat them this week, I don't think. And then, uh, I don't know, I mean, they're going to play Baylor in that case in the championship, right? And I think that they will win that as well. So I think Oklahoma State is a comfortable pick at the fourth spot. I would like to see Notre Dame get in, if only as like a biased fan. I just don't see it happening.
0: I think that's fair. All right, Wyatt, who are you picking?
3: Uh, you know, I'm gonna go with Georgia. I, I honestly, I re- <laughs> at this point, I really want to mix this up. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> why not? <laughs> now I'm gonna go with Georgia. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep my credibility for one more week. I'm gonna go with Georgia number <laughs> one. They've been the best team in the entire and the in all of college football this entire season. I don't see them losing to Alabama any at all. Um, next, I'm going with Ohio State. Who Jared. You were way off. Ohio State's putting up 70 on Michigan. <laughs> There's no way that happens. No, uh, Jared, I, I'm Book booking it. Book it then. I'm booking <laughs> it. Okay, good. Ohio State puts up 70 on Michigan. Uh, they're going to hold them
2: to 70 yards maybe. No, not, not even close. <laughs> not
3: even close. Uh, Cincy is going to take the number three spot for me. I'm going to give him the nod. I just really don't see any way They miss. And I know that the, I mean the the playoff committee has shown me everything that they will completely overlook a non Power Five team, but I just I don't I just don't get it. What wouldn't this be like the story that you want that a Power Five team goes on and they make the playoffs, or maybe hell even if they they won a national championship, wouldn't that be like kind of cool, you know? Or is that yes. just a problem? For them? Like,
4: would it be cool <laughs> when the viewership is at ten percent of another team and they lose money because that's literally <laughs> what their mentality?
1: Is. Yeah,
3: yeah. But I mean, just like. It, if they go undefeated for the rest of the year, they have a top 10 win. And they're, them being ranked at four gives me a lot more confidence that they can maybe find a way in. Mm-hmm. And then I thought I was spicy with this pick. I picked Oklahoma State to fill out the four spot. <laughs> um, I was either going to go Oklahoma State or Baylor, but Baylor having two losses kind of makes it hard for <laughs> me. Yeah, there's no way. It's hard for me to toss them out of the number four spot. I really wanted to put them in there. i with Oklahoma, but they're 10. Notre Dame, I have no faith in them, so... You
2: know. It noted it you don't have no faith in us beating Stanford next this week. No. Uh, not at all interesting.
1: Actually. I'm
3: wow. booking that too. They lose Stanford.
1: <laughs> Stanford takes down another, yeah. Top <laughs> another five top team. team. They're just yeah. the season <laughs> enders, yeah. yeah. Eden? Uh yeah, let's switch it up a little bit. We're gonna go Bama number one in the Ooh, college no. football playoffs, Dream. Okay. Georgia obviously has looked amazing. Alabama's looked less amazing. But as we kind of alluded to earlier georgia really when you look at their schedule hasn't had a challenge to be fair they've demolished everyone um but the best team they've played in terms of ap ranking is arkansas at 25 and clemson in the college football playoff rankings i think at 23. so that's i don't know at the while they were going through their schedule they were playing florida who looked pretty good at that time i feel like kentucky when they look good um and a lot of those teams have kind of faded so I think it's hard to gauge how Georgia would look against like a you know another kind of elite team, uh, and they did struggle against it was the first game of the season, but they did struggle to score against Clemson, who has a good defense. And I don't have that much faith in Georgia's offense compared to their defense. So I think you know Alabama's high flying offense could give them a challenge, and I'm gonna take them at one. I'm gonna take Georgia at two, because uh, yeah they're they're in. Um, and I think that, I think they would be above Ohio state if they lost a close spam a game after how dominant their season's been, um, Ohio state three. Yeah. I was, I really wanted to pick Michigan and I think my plan was to pick Michigan, um, until this weekend. And I, I, I've been convinced why I've been sold. Uh, Thank you. and at four, at four, I'm going Cincy, uh, mostly cause I want it. And I, I think they will beat. I was, I really thought they were going to lose one of the SME or Houston games, but I was also, I think, fairly convinced by them this weekend. Uh, so I, I think they're going to take it.
0: Yeah, Even Kirk Herbstreit was like, he thinks as long as they went out there in at this point. And he was the biggest, like, Cincy <laughs> he hater of anybody. So, yeah, I like it. All right. My top four is the same as Bart and Wyatt's, but it's in a little bit of a different order. So number one, Georgia, I think. Despite what Aiden said, I think that there's no doubt about this one. I, they have the best defense in college football. Jordan Davis even got a touchdown this past weekend. Mm. They, they put him in. So, you know, he's doing everything I mean, they need Washington. him to. Oh, one for one <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> uh, it's like
4: Cam Newton. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but, hey, for a defensive tackle, not bad. Uh, sits and Bennett's been really good at quarterback. Run game has dominated opponents. They don't have the most explosive offense, but with the defense as good as it is, I don't think there's any way they're going to be denied an undefeated season. Um, I think they'll beat Bama soundly and knock them out of the playoff, or at least that's my hope. I think maybe many of our hopes. Um, Number two, um, we're going to Ohio State. Um, I think Ohio State is a legit shot to actually win it all this year because the offense is just out of this world good. Uh, CJ Stroud, I think, might win the Heisman. Chris Olave now has more touchdown catches than anybody else in Ohio State history um and i don't say this lightly but uh Trevion henderson might be a revelation at running back he's been so good and he's only a freshman um i think they'll beat michigan on saturday and wisconsin in the big 10 championship and solidify themselves as the number two seed number three this is the only place where uh, mine mine barton wyatt's differ uh, i think it's gonna be oklahoma state um but i think oklahoma state will definitely get the nod over a one loss notre dame and a two loss alabama Though I do think Cincy will get in at this point, especially since they were ranked in the top four by the committee this past week. I think the committee's sort of disdain might be a word to use it for a group of five teams would have them put Oklahoma State um above Cincinnati um because they want to see Cincy play Georgia and get destroyed and prove themselves right. Um in some ways. But also Oklahoma State would have two top ten wins in that case, because they would have won Bud by- Bedlam this past weekend and they would have beaten Baylor. Um or Oklahoma, I forget how exactly the scenarios play out, but they would have had they would have two top ten wins because they've already beat Baylor this year um they' just would have beaten one of those other teams twice, so I think that would be a resume more deserving um of uh a top three seed in the committee's eyes than mm-hmm. uh Cincinnati's. And I've always kind of liked Oklahoma State. I like the orange and black jerseys. I think they're always pretty fun. It'd be cool <laughs> to see Lewis. them. Yeah. <laughs> I think we I think it'd be fun to see them make the playoff. Um their defense has also been really good this year. They have a lot more than 23 points. Um so I think they're deserving of a spot if they can win out.
4: They're the um, second best defense in the nation after Georgia.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Mm. Um and four, I'm going with my beloved Cincinnati. Um, I think we've kind of entered the territory where since he wins out and you and uh, Georgia beats Bama, it's literally impossible to keep them out in that scenario. They'll have two wins over top 25 teams, Notre Dame and Houston, one of which Notre Dame will probably finish in the top six. Uh, there's no way they're going to rank a 13-0 since below an 11-1 Notre Dame team. There's nothing at this point that would change that. Like Since Cincy at this point is above Notre Dame, Notre Dame beating Stanford is not going to suddenly magically change their opinion about whether <laughs> uh, Cincy is better. I think they'll obviously soundly beat East Carolina this weekend and then beat Houston. They're kind of, they have the energy of like Notre Dame of years past where they play to the level of competition. So, like, when they play bad teams, they like kind of, they, they always win, but it's never as convincing as you want. But when they play good teams, they play really well and win. So, they beat Notre Dame. They killed SMU. So, I think they'll do that the same with Houston um, and win the AAC and make their way into the playoff. But I think they'll be stuck at four just because of how the committee uh, treats a group of five teams so my first two out i think they'll put bam at five and notre dame at six because mm-hmm. i think they like bam a lot still but yeah that's my top okay whose
2: most bracket is the most exciting though who doesn't want to see michigan oklahoma state i would that
4: would, would be he, fun. i <laughs> a person who doesn't. realize we were making these based on excitement value we oh are. excitement value
0: Any any bracket that doesn't have cincinnati cannot rank high in excitement value that's oh, a good wow. story
1: I'll say it. That's fair. Yeah. That's so is Notre player.
2: Dame uh, going 11-1 and one and making the playoff without a conference championship. That's a great story. <laughs> it's an underdog
4: story for everyone.
0: <laughs> yes, Notre Dame, the, the quintessential underdog of college football.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to say, if, I Bama, mean, if a 2 loss Bama makes it somehow, I might. I don't think they will now. Yeah. No, there's no way. Yeah. Well, no, I, I'm with you in, in this, you know, in, in the sense of like limitless optimism. But the pragmatic person in me says that the committee could easily still put them in,
1: just because it's BAM.
4: They've never put in a 2 last team before, I know, but yeah. it's just it's
1: Bama. I think they definitely could have if Ohio State didn't show up so big this week and take number two, because they could if it was the Georgia Bama game one versus two, they could easily drop Bama to three or something like mm-hmm. that. Um Mm -hmm. and have that happen. Now the only way for Bama to place for Obama to go when they lose is to four, and that'd be ridiculous like maybe they do this, but have a rematch in the first round of the playoff of Georgia and Alabama. That'd be ridiculous. Not again, not that the committee's above that necessarily, but
0: (laughs) Yeah, well I can see if it's like a classic and like Georgia wins an elastic field goal, they're like, well, we have to see it again. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm just happy for Cincinnati,
2: but yeah. get yeah. I, Like I said,
0: you I, th- I think, I think we're getting into like it's kind of undeniable that if they went out, like you keep it, the, the it playoff.
3: Would, yeah, it would seriously destroy the credibility, whatever credibility is yeah. left of the yeah. playoff committee. If they went out, Alabama loses, and then they somehow find a way to to scoot Cincinnati out of that. I we would be talking about abolishing the college football playoffs if something like that happened. Yeah. And you know what? Lucas uh, is talking about that. I know, I know. <laughs> if they get to four, though, they're pretty much just feeding them to the Wolves of Georgia, like Lucas said, yeah. and saying, you know, go ahead, play in the playoffs. <laughs> like, it's kind of one of those things. So,
0: Yeah, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to put them in at four. <clears> They'll be like, oh, see, you know, they couldn't compete with Georgia. But, like, I don't know. Playoffs happen or blowouts happen all the time in the college.
2: They did last year. They so, competed yeah. with Georgia pretty well last year, though.
0: They did. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I mean, I, that's what I would say, but I don't know. But we'll yeah. see. Yeah, I mean, as much as I want to see Notre Dame in as a fan, um, I don't think the only scenario which Notre Dame gets in is if there's a two-loss Big 12 champion, Mm I
1: think. But I think that's very possible, right? Oh, I I think so, too, yeah. And do you think, yeah, I think it's still up for debate whether Oklahoma would hop Notre Dame as the Big 12 champion. They seem very not high on Oklahoma. Yeah. But maybe they would if, if they convincingly won their next yeah, they be. Games,
0: I mean, sure. they would have two more top ten wins. Would I think be the argument at that
2: point? Yeah, and yeah. a conference championship no, where
0: we don't. And a conference yeah. champion, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. But I would love Oklahoma State. I think it'd be so fun if they uh, they made the playoff um, yeah. as well. But well, we're gonna round out our college football talk tonight um, with maybe the greatest segment in the history of the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Absolutely. The, <laughs> the college football blue collar team of the week trademark pending but we'll get there someday uh, so bart it's your turn who is the blue collar team of the week in college football
4: this one for me this week was easy did not have to look very far maybe you know where i'm going with this their jerseys were gray but their collars were so blue i'm looking at you utah, utah Utes. <laughs> this was a master class a master class in blue collar football and let me let me lay it out for you First of all, Please. only only ten passes completed, <laughs> only four people caught a pass. When the majority of your wide receiver in tight end room is literally just wasting space, that screens blue collar to me. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, on the flip side of, of the offensive you know tack, their run game was killer. First of all, seven different people ran the ball, which is crazy. I feel like that oh, wow. very rarely happens. Second of all, they had four rushing touchdowns. They're, you know, they're running back, uh, Tavion Thomas had three, which is impressive. So that's like the definition of blue collar. Thirdly, mm-hmm. they made special teams count. They had a punt return touchdown. So bearing in mind the little things and making every side <laughs> of the, every phase of three football phase, count. Three
3: phases of football.
4: Exactly. <laughs> that's so blue collar, is it not? Fourthly, <laughs> their defense was blue collar as heck. This is what I'm talking about, Blue blue Collar, is having a ground-and-pound running attack with a stifling defense. They held Oregon to a season-low seven points. Just a super good defensive performance, Uh, not one that I was expecting, personally. And then lastly, just like, if for no other reason than because they upset the establishment, they knocked off a a team that was playoff-bound. Like, who cares that Oregon makes six times in yearly revenue from their football program as Utah does? This is why we lace them up, and this is why we play the game. I think that that screams blue collars, uh, upsetting a, a team <laughs> that was you know, ranked higher or whatever. So I think Utah just had a really interesting, ground oriented, gritty kind of performance this week. So they were my choice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They had a ship oh, on their so helmet. Important. That's pretty blue collar, This <laughs> <laughs> week.
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Oregon's a very uh, white collar team. So it was, uh, <laughs> you, you, it was so. you had to take down the man.
3: Yeah, exactly. You had a little guy, you got to take down the man. And it's no longer a kiss of death since Jared's blue-collar team did not uh, go down last week. Yeah,
4: true. Uh, yeah. We made it I really wonder... hard
3: for, for them to go down
2: last week.
4: <laughs> Initially, when we were making predictions for the season, I said that Utah was going to be really good. And then they started off 1-2 and two with some bad losses, and I thought that it was a terrible pick. And now in hindsight, they've actually been quite solid this year. It's interesting. Yeah. Maybe next year yeah, they but... will uh, actually be able to put together like a one-loss season or something.
0: I think they'll probably win the Pac-12 this year. They have have to play Oregon again. They demolished Oregon the first (laughs) time. Or or
2: the Beavers, if the Beavers win. Yeah, that's
0: true. That would be awesome. That would be so much fun. In Oregon State, Utah, Big 12. That would be crazy. Pac-12 championship. It would be so fun.
2: Yeah, well, that's going to do it this week. Uh, I hope you really enjoyed all those takes we had. If you did, please let us know on Twitter instagram apple Podcasts, spotify give us five stars comment um subscribe all that jazz and we hope you have a happy thanksgiving and we'll see you next week